Red Channel Condition with Michael. The only way a woman can succeed is if the man stands out of the way. Jonathan. I feel like I might fall asleep in my tube after a fat nut. And Peter. If you love your pets, <laughs> jerk them off. Welcome, listeners, to this week's episode of Red Channel Condition. As usual, I'm your host, Peter, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Michael and Jonathan. Guys, I, you know, we normally go through the whole rigmarole, like, how are you, this, that, and the other, but I just feel like this was, this is a really busy week. There's a lot of news to talk about. Guys, what, stu- what stuck out to you the most this week? Holy shit. I mean, it's, uh, so the Afghanistan thing is just really, really, you know, it's just a shit show all over the place. You know, it's a sad thing because, you know, you it's the it's the end of a twenty year war, right? Or I guess it, you know, America has been in there for twenty years, you know, like since nine eleven, you know, and you know, nothing has gone right, right? Like they said it, you know, we're trying to go there to get rid of the Taliban and fight Osama bin Laden. You know, it was then it was also about fighting Saddam. Then they got rid of both Saddam and Osama bin Laden, then it was about you know, nation building in Afghanistan, which you know, really hasn't gone well at all, you know, if anything has happened at all. And then, you know, the previous president decided that, you know, uh, he was going to rush, you know, leaving the country and set a date for March 1st or May 1st of 2021. And then, you know, finally, you know, you know, the American forces withdrew at, you know, this year and immediately, you know, you know, just complete collapse. You know, the shit looked like the fall of Saigon. It looked like Vietnam or something like that. And, you know, $2 trillion, you know, countless lives of, you know, uh, American military, you know, countless Afghani lives just lost for no reason. You know, like, what was it all for? Why were we there for 20 years? You know, it just sucks. Yeah. Mike, what do you think? Yeah. Um, I'm admittedly probably a bit of a war hawk. I don't, no, I don't particularly value people. You know, like I grew up with the Desert Storm <laughs> trading cards. Uh, wow. <laughs> I think I showed those cards to you guys, right? I have a collectible card of Norman Schwarzkopf. All of the weapons used in Desert Storm and the helicopters. I used to know kind of like the facts and operating weight and, you know, the armaments and all that stuff for all the airplanes and the tanks. I remember um, 20 years ago, and I was kind of like, yeah, sure. Gotta go. You gotta go in and get Osama. But then 20 years is a long time, and a lot changes. You know, like, after we got him, and we, like, that was, that was supposed to be it. Like, that was, that was the mission. Probably felt like at that point, it should have been over. Um, and then it dragged on. So, like, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad we're out. My problem is more or less the way we came out of it um, and the way it was done. Maybe we should have secured the people who needed to be secured and evacuated before, you know, we left and turned off the lights. And if we didn't have the time for that, well, that's also just the plain failure of planning. We had the date, even though that was a very poorly negotiated date, probably. We knew this day was coming. So there should have been a lot more preparation on the withdrawal itself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it's it's so funny. You bring up the trading card thing. I, I actually, I remember you showing that to us, and I didn't even think of it until this very moment, but it, it kind of plays into the point I want to bring up with, with both of you. Um, yeah, so we went in there, you know, with the, with the, with the with the goal of getting Osama and blah 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 that needed to be done sure okay maybe maybe I can rationalize or, or justify that to myself um, but when I when I really think about it when I really take a a reflective look about wh- what what we've done there and what we've done in other places around the world um, for me this really just does speak to the fact and again the trading card thing really jumps out at me as an example is just kind of glamorizing and keeping the, the that military industrial complex going so that we can keep buying, selling, spending and making money off of the 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 tools of war. And it what I what I guess I don't understand is like why why now? Why would we choose to pull out now if the goal was endless 
endless struggle, endless conflict, endless war to keep buying and selling the weapons and, and producing new weapons and testing new weapons and making trading cards for the new fucking weapons, then, you know, wh wh why, why did we stop? Why? Why are we out now as opposed to 10 years ago or when we got Osama? I'm thinking probably the same reason we got out of Vietnam. Like, the public appetite is, is waning. What was it? What, like, 70% of this country wants us to draw down and withdraw? And to be fair on Biden, Biden was against the surge um, during the Obama administration. So even as far as, at least back then, um, He's been saying, "Hey, we should probably put this, put a, put a cap on this one." Yeah, I don't think there's any one guy you can really blame for for all this. Oh no, I mean you can blame Bush. Yeah, that's that's pretty <laughs> <laughs> pretty straightforward. But yeah, like like he said, um, I don't know if you guys had a chance to catch his um news conference yesterday, where he was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna pass it on to the next guy to deal with." I mean, I guess that's good, but again, it's the way we we got out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you, we're seeing all these horrific images, people like clinging on to fucking planes, and you, we, we think about the, the plight of what what un, undoubtedly women are going to face in that country. Um, the, 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 the funny part to me is, I, I guess I guess the, 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 the people that we set up uh, to kind of be the the governors and the rulers of the place like didn't even bother to fight they're just out instantly um yeah <laughs> uh. it's, it's kind of incredible <laughs> i mean like what was it when when russia tried this didn't it didn't at least uh, last for like a couple of years before it all went to shit like we we were we were fucked in less than a week mm -hmm. yeah like um i remember they were they were touting how many members of the, of the military they had and backed with you know American technology and arms, and now all of that stuff is basically just Taliban, like property. Now, they were cruising around in Humvees, and they're like more M16s than there are Taliban soldiers. It's kind of crazy. It's great because this is pretty much exactly what happened back in the eighties. You know, with uh, I guess like their their USSR, and you know they left their you know they left their tech for uh, they left their uh, armaments and stuff like that for. You know, Afghanis, and then you know, of course the Americans left you know, uh, their armaments for the in counter insurgents. You know, <laughs> fighting over there as well. So it's just it's just the eighties all over again. Wow. So we learned nothing. I didn't really realize it, but with every with all of the retro culture com coming back, like retro uh, retro geopolitics as well. Mm -hmm. it, it didn't really hit me because again. Barely care about what happens on my block, as long as it's like at least maybe two houses down. So it didn't really hit me until I saw the videos of the of the um of the people kind of hanging out on the landing gear of, of the airplane, and then seeing them kind of like take off on the outside of an airplane and then falling. Um, and then that video that's been going around with the dude, I guess, half caught in the landing gear and he's just flopping. You know, like thirty-five thousand feet in the air, going five hundred miles an hour, and like that—that that shit kind of fucked, fucked with me a little bit. Yeah, wow. kind of, kind of, kind of nine eleven feels yeah. for that. We're watching yeah. the people jump off. Like off that the kind of building. desperation isn't something I can really identify with. Like I can't put myself in that shoe. But yeah, holy and, shit. and it, it horrifies you. Yeah, like you have yeah. no choice but to feel empathy, even even if you're someone like you that doesn't normally experience it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, holy shit, that's um, yeah, that kind of woke me up to kind of the human tragedy that is um, like right around the corner. It's it's all fun and games until these are not ogrish.com videos, right? Like, right. This is this is this is real ass life, right? So, yeah, you gotta be pretty fucking desperate to grab onto a goddamn plane that's taken off. You. Yeah. It brought a reality to the situation that extended beyond lunchroom talk. Is it even worth discussing whether or not we, sh we should have been there in the first place? Is that even worth it? I mean, you know, I think, of course it's worth it. I mean, to me, the answer is, you know, probably we should not have been there, right? You know, the, the, the more nuanced reality is that it would have been very difficult you know, to, you know, and no, no matter how much of a, you know, no matter how how bleeding your heart is no matter you know, how you know, you know, how much we stand for justice 
it would have been very, very difficult to tell, you know, like 2002 America that, you know, you should, maybe we should sit down and like talk to people and talk this out before doing something, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, they just, you know, right. like the towers had just fallen, right? Like you could still smell the smoke, right? You we could were out for blood. Right. So America had zero interest in hearing that you know, maybe we should negotiate with the Taliban, right? Like I think I had read back in the day that there was a a possibility that they could have you know you know they could have negotiated with the Taliban you know to get Osama bin Laden you know they would have handed him over without having to enter you know Afghanistan or you know any other kind of uh, Middle Eastern activity you know and the Taliban would have denounced him but like they would have had to. You know, they would have had to uh, hand him off to like a third party country or something like that, like a like an intermediary or something like that. Mm -hmm. And like oh, just drop him off in Switzerland. Yeah, like some <laughs> shit like that. And like, really, there wasn't going to like there was not going to be any of that. Like you I don't think that you would have been able to you know, fly a plane into buildings in you know, in America and then have America sit and be like, wait, 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 let's talk this out for a second. Right. right. You know, there yeah, was no not stomach. at that moment. Yeah, there was no sure. stomach for that. Right. So, you know, yeah, the, like the answer, like, should we have been there? No, especially once it was understood that, you know, the whole reason for being there is a fucking farce. Right. The whole thing was, you know, fabricated. Right. Like there was never any, you know, like mystery uranium. There was never right. no yellow cake. Yeah, that that shit was all bullshit. And like, you know, it was, you know, you so like once that was understood, you know, it should have been just straight clown shit like over. Right. But you know, we were there, you know, that mission was going to be executed, you know, they were going to sit there until they got rid of Saddam, until they got rid of uh, Osama bin Laden. So why did, why, why did we stay after we did those things? Why, why did we do it? Um, I mean, there's, there's always the, you know, the obvious, well, you know, the American, the American war machine needs blood, right? Right. You know, okay. So, you know, we got to gotta make those trading cards. Right. Like we got to, <laughs> you know, we got to produce that propaganda. We got to get that money. Right. And that's that's, of course, the, you know, the 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 easy anti-imperialist position. Right. Because it's true. Right. You know, Raytheon wants to <laughs> make that money. Right. You fucking you know, booze Allen Hamilton or you know, uh, what else is it? Boeing? Like, you know, they got to sell more bombs. They got to sell more jets and shit. Right. You know. The private, you know, the PMCs, like those private military contractors or whatever, you know, Blackwater or whatever it used to be called back then, like, you know, they gotta, they gotta make that bread. So that it's great for business to be sitting there, you know, sitting in a country you're trying for quote regime change, you know. Right. I mean, should we have been knowing what we know now, right? Um, Afghanistan's one thing. The whole Iraq situation is another. The Iraq war uh, shouldn't have happened. That was that was the one that was based off of like, oh, they they definitely have weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, we had really no justification for that one, and the public was lied to. Mm -hmm. You know, Afghanistan and hiding Bin Laden, he was he was in Pakistan, like mm -hmm. that's where we found him, and we didn't do shit to Pakistan because there are relationships there, and it just kind of. It seems rather pointless because we almost got him in Tora Bora, uh, where and then they didn't give the go ahead to kind of, I guess, encapsulate him before he escaped across the border. So, all things considered, we could do like, you know, going back. You know, I would still probably do that Afghanistan thing, but also make sure to catch him in Tora Bora. That's where we lost that opportunity for for many years. I don't believe in nation building. Like I think that's where we really failed is when we tried to turn the military into paradigm shifting, like cultural and societal like change. I don't think you can really do that with with guns and bombs. Uh, so nation building was shouldn't have been on the table. And I think the the issue is we like to view ourselves as the good guys, and I guess that's part of it. But you really can't do stuff like this and have half measures, right? So if you're going to go in and invade and completely flip the table, you have to, like, flip the fucking table and, like, really burn down the house completely. Wow, that's right. Kill every last man, woman, and child. It's 
I mean, if you're going to if you're going to do that, right, with with the military, and you can't get that formal surrender, then yeah, but we're never going to do that, you know, because again, we like to be the good guys, and we don't, even though we do it a lot and we justify it, there are arguably there are war crimes that have been committed. We we at least don't want it to be that over, you know, that obvious, like. During the surge, when the military asked for X number of troops, Obama really didn't give nearly as many as asked for, and the military was also held back by the rules of engagement. So it's kind of hard to do your job when you're not given what you need to do the job. But also politically, we didn't have an appetite for it back then either, so it was difficult. So what I, what I don't get is I feel like this has been a very unpopular war for, for a very long time. And I'm just kind of like, what, what, what's so special about now? Now is the, now's the moment. Now, now is when we decide, all right, fuck it, we're done. I mean, this was, this was roughly the time that was set you know, by the previous president, which is really why <laughs> you know, that, that's really what it was about, you know, like. It was going. It was going to happen, and you. Know, I think, like uh, President Biden, you know, stated, you know, well, you. Know, it's been five presidencies, you know, or it's been four presidencies that have seen that have overseen this shit, and it just wasn't. We're not doing it for a fifth time, so you know, just ripping the bandaid off, you know, because really, there's you know, like the answer to why is this the time? Because you know, because it is basically. Right, because okay. you know, every minute that we stayed there, you know, allowed people to ask, "Why are we still there?" Right, and there's no, you know, there's no. As much as the answer to why did we leave isn't a good one, right? You know, why are we still there is also bad, if not worse. Every every day that was an in a, that's a bad question, right? So that's that's why. Yeah, I mean, he had the built-in excuse, right? Like, oh, the previous guys set up that we were leaving. Now I'm just. Now we just got to see it through. Yeah, like, I'm following through. Yeah, he yeah. didn't have to invite the Taliban over to Camp David to have this negotiation. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Do you, do, yeah, do, I mean, do you think there's a missed opportunity here? Because we went from not too long ago from negotiating with these guys to actually almost being close to a deal to this. Um, well, you know, that's, that's another one of those, you know, should there be a deal with, with, with the Taliban? Like, that's kind of... And, you know, there, there's, you know, again, you know, there's an... Well, it depends on the deal, I think. Right. Honestly, I believe it depends on the deal. Right. Like, there, there, you know, there is some theoretical anti-imperial, you know, positions, you know, you know there, there are political positions, you know, that are, you know, that could argue that it would, hey, like, it actually would be good, you know, actually to negotiate with, you know, quote, terrorists, unquote, right? You know, so, you know... Maybe you can do that, right? Again, the previous president literally was like, why don't we do that, right? And the country was kind of like, you know, what the fuck, right? The, the question is, you know, is there, is there a realistic, is that a realistic ask? Could, could you ask this jingoistic-ass nation to negotiate with a terrorist group, you know, for the good of, I guess, everyone? Like, could you do that? This was basically an unconditional withdrawal, right? Yes. Yeah, so so we negotiated our way into just leaving without any take. Right, without anything. Right? <laughs> like, so we got nothing for yeah, this. We got nothing for this. Like, holy shit. They're bad at the table. I don't know what would be the ask though. Um I think in exchange for this we got like some ceasefire. Um, so I guess that's good as far as attempting to secure human rights or anything like that. Well, that's always going to be a pretty far stretch considering where they are, but may- maybe we could minimize the brutality or maybe, I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, it's not our country. I don't know if we even get to, to, to ask or dictate the rules of how they should run or, or govern that shit, you know, but if, if we could make it somewhat tolerable for people to live there as part of a negotiation, then, you know, I'd say, why not try? Yeah. But, you know, I, I feel like we were just like, fuck this, we're out. I mean, I'm definitely... Do what you want. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely in, you know, that, you know, in that bucket, so to speak. Like, anything that would, you know, anything that would facilitate things for the people there, because they're the people who are suffering, right? Like, that's that's who matters the most. You know, that's optimally what, what would happen, right? You know, 
I'm you know what I'm I'm curious as to why you know like the Afghani government just like you know pieced out like their the the Afghani security forces just pieced out you know so there was there was nothing you know, basically once the Americans you were like well I'm out like once the U.S. military was like I'm out they were just like well fuck it I'm out too they didn't even bother to yeah I'm I, honestly I'm not I'm I'm kind of not surprised by that like I mean the, the these are people who who probably got money from us weapons from us and all right here you go like do the right thing no they're they're gonna take their money they're gonna take their weapons and they're gonna they're gonna do their fucking thing they're gonna protect their families they're gonna you know seize power where they can or or you know you know what I mean like I'm not I'm not at all surprised I actually read that that there was a lot of corruption and how some of the soldiers that we said we paid didn't really receive paychecks for for the longest of times like we would give people money and then that money would just disappear also supply chain issues the troops that were out on the front lines were not getting resupplied properly so i mean under those situations if you didn't have your paycheck for a few months and you didn't have any guns or ammo like it's like, all right, yeah, I'll throw down my weapons and, you know, go back to my village or whatever. And and also, wasn't the idea of a of an Afghanistan itself kind of not so popular within the within the, the general group? Because everyone really only cared about where they come from, like their village or tribe. So you have this kind of unity that just isn't really there. You know, these these are infrastructure issues that you know, occur very easily in impoverished nations. That idea of the of the nation state probably doesn't really exist because what cares for you and what you care for is probably a lot more localized. When when you're hungry, you can't feed your kids with democracy. <laughs> right. <laughs> if those things are true, then yeah, I don't understand why they gave up. You know. In 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 terms of in terms of getting people out, especially people that like cooperated and and helped us or or assisted us in some way, or people who are most vulnerable, like the women and children, or you know, especially since like you know these children, you know, are probably gonna either be faced with a, a situation where they're gonna have to learn how to defend their own families or or maybe join the Taliban or like there, there's always there's been situations like that in the past before like all I'm all I guess what I'm getting at is we have places even if it's not the the mainland like why couldn't we evacuate these people to like I don't know Guam or some bullshit or something you know so find some place to get them out I think you know that you know, that was actually addressed. I think the you know the president said something like that yesterday that they are evacuating people. You know, and they're evacuating, you know, I guess, like large numbers of people a day. You know, and they're yeah, like nine thousand or something a day. Yeah, and they're trying to get it such that you know, uh, you know, every hour on the hour they're able to you know get some you know planes out of uh, out of the airfield there, even if it's just the military side as opposed to the uh, I guess the commercial side, because I think the Taliban is controlling the, you know, like the commercial flight uh, side of their airfield. Um, so yeah, like, you know, as far as getting people out, you know, like that's happening. You know, again, you know, another, you know, uh, like, it's not like I, I don't want to extend kudos to any president, you know, for any of these things, because like, it's just been America has fucked this up for like, actually my entire adult life, right? But like, you know, the at least this this is being done, right? This is being addressed, right? There's a question of you, know, you know, where do you put the people after you evacuate them, right? And like some people, you know, are saying that you, know, you know, anything less than you, know, every single you know, Afghan refugee, you know, not being housed directly in America is a failure, you know, of human rights, you know. So that's a that's a a topic, right? Because you, uh, there are people, you know, there are people in America, you know, and in the government that think you know, that have said that they'll they're trying to get people rehoused in other countries in addition to America, right? So one could argue that that's like suboptimal, right? Because you, know, the Americans, you know, came and you know, wrecked shop there and you know, fucked shit up for twenty years. So like, why wouldn't they be able to just stay here? 
Well, in fairness, this this was a this it was a group effort, right? We talked our allies into into helping us. Also it was, true. It was a coalition of bullshit. <laughs> yes, also true. All right. So I, I feel like you know some of these other countries maybe perhaps not as much on the hook as America. I think America should bear the brunt of the responsibility because it was us leading the charge into you know we're gonna we're gonna take out the terrorists. We're king shit of fuck mountain. We're America. Fuck yeah. But we talked our fucking asshole idiot allies into fucking doing this with us. Uh, I I agree. I think they should share some 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 responsibility for trying to help house or find places for these people, but certainly not to the extent that we're on the hook. Um, and what bother what kind of irks me is like, if if we if if this is what we were gonna do, if we're gonna pin this on the last guy and say, well, you know, he said we're getting out, so we're getting out, then we should have had a fucking plan in place to do this instead of instead of watching people literally grab onto fucking airplanes and fall off you know, 40,000 feet in the fucking sky this should have been this should have been this should have been done properly and 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 done weeks if not months ago i mean you know, i would i would agree you know, with that you know, you know, me you know, i'm you know, i don't know exact you know, i don't know exactly like the scope of you know planning things like this right like i i have limited if not you know, Right. minimal public knowledge sure. of you know how like oh okay like uh, how many greyhound buses do you need to be back <laughs> yeah. but right. also like you know you said like something like nine thousand a day doesn't I, mean, I feel like more people go through jfk like is that really the best we can do well i, I mean, mean i don't know if that's the best we can do but yeah you that the, those airplanes are packed full like if it was anything else there would be people saying that's a super spreader event it's packed to the gills it's it's more like I wish you know, we can do better, and in my heart I believe we can do better. But I don't want to be the person that just says that we can do better because like you, know, that's what's in my heart because you know right. I'm not you. Know, I don't know, right? Right. We, we yeah, don't really enough. know the logistical challenge. Yeah. Like it, and sure and especially you know trying to impose you know, that you know, on somebody else's country that we shouldn't even be at in the first place. Although, you know, like, people who are cleared and who have actually arrived at the airport are more or less, I hesitate to say safe, but I, I will say that anyway. They're in that guarded sphere, you know, where if you're there at this point, you're probably, and you're not chasing after a plane, then you've got your ticket, right? You just got to wait for your turn to actually fly out. Um, and it doesn't seem like the Taliban are, are about to start launching an attack on that airport because that'll just bring us right back into it. And they want us to leave. So those people are fine. I think it's all the people who couldn't get to the airport and all the people who might not qualify for immediate refugee for, status. For visas and shit. Yeah, those people are fucked. You know, um, what was it? Like that all-female robotics team that kind of made their way around the news cycle. Um, they weren't interpreters. They didn't work with the army. They're just, those were just women that were enjoying having some modicum of rights for the past 20 years. But that doesn't put them to the top of the list of ref refugee status well, and visas. The interpreters are having a tough time. Right, exactly. So like those out. guys yeah. who can't get to that airport or qualify for that short list, those people are the ones that are really fucked. It's not just the logistical challenges of trying to get those people out now. Bureaucratic red tape. And at this point, it, like the Taliban control all the roads. So how would those people even get to the airport? Like it's, yeah. It just, it just sucks because like, I hate that I'm, that you know, this is like a humanitarian crisis, right? So like, I hate that we have to, that we're even thinking about like the red tape, right? Like. You know, why should that matter when there's something moral and good to do, right? Especially mm -hmm. when it's our fault, right? But yeah. it's you know, but it's also not possible to ignore these things either. Yep, because we you know we need to make sure we're not inviting Taliban sleepers sleeper units into the country. So in short, this just sucks, and like there's just no uh, good way of resolving how much it sucks, except for it just sucks. Do you think that's inevitable anyway? Do you think that, you know, that no matter how tough we try to quote-unquote screen people or, or 
you know, whatever that the, the, the there's going to be some element of that that gets through anyway. I mean, we have people born here with no connection that right that change over. Yeah, exactly. Certainly, things are going to go through, but still got to try to block it. Try to minimize it. All all security is security theater, you know. But the fact that <laughs> but the fact that it is, you know, doesn't mean that it shouldn't be tried, right? Like everything in society is functions on trust, right? So, you know, if if we can't believe that these institutions works, then we'll just have chaos anyway. So, you know, we have we have to try, irrespective of whether or not it works or not. Oh, uh, what is what is the thing that you say a lot? The the enemy of good is Yeah, don't don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Yep. Have you guys seen the press conferences that the Taliban have done? I can't believe the Taliban are doing press conferences. Um, holy shit! Like it's it's 2021, man. Yeah, dude. That is a statement that I did not think. Um, but um, they said that they were going to let people leave and you know let people go to school, and 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 that type of stuff. Um, it like it won't be a complete rollback to to the 90s. And is is that something you actually believe, or is it just for the cameras? You know, and then. Like when you were at the mall and your parents would go, "I'll show you when you get home," you know. Right. Well, you know, I'll, I guess if if the, the alternative is we're leaving, so we, I'll take what I can get from these crazy motherfuckers. I mean, <laughs> they might be telling the truth, they might not, but you know, it's 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 better than them t holding a press conference saying like you're you're all fucked. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Oh, that is that is the tragedy of that situation. I, I wonder what the what the what the Taliban PR department is 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 dreaming up next. Jesus, like I, I yeah, like this 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 uh, year two thousand and two reboot sucks. Like I <laughs> saying, like I didn't expect the Taliban press conference to be on the fucking uh, bingo card. Like we had Limp Biscuit at uh, Lollapalooza or something like that. Like it's it's two thousand and two again in like all of the least good ways, right? Um, yep. I don't know. I don't you know. I don't know you know whether or not to believe the Taliban, but we have no choice. We have no choice. But right. To... We have no choice. So it's not. It's a. I feel like it's a moot point. Yeah. Like I'll. I'll take what I can get in terms of the rhetoric, and we'll see what happens. I guess because we have no choice but to see what happens at this point. You know, I'm. I'm per personally. I'm very interested in you. Know, uh, what new geopolitical bonds will be formed? You know, with this quote new Taliban. You know, will they? You know, will they make you know, buddies with their neighbors? You know, because their neighbors are you know China and uh, Russia, and you know, like, will you know, will they be friends? Like, will they? You know, will you know, will the Taliban be more moderate and subsequently you know, form you know, uh, peaceful allies with uh, with these countries? You know, how will how will that work? I don't know. Maybe, may, I mean, it might, who knows? Maybe it's in their best interest to be more moderate. Maybe they've, maybe they've learned the lessons of the past where, or, you know, Russia tried to come in, did, it, uh, granted it didn't work, but they, you know, they still had to fight that war, wait it out. America, same thing. So maybe, maybe by, by being a little bit more moderate, these people, these, these countries or these powers won't, won't have to come back. Right. Well, I guess maybe we can look at it in terms of it's all, it's all money. Mm -hmm. They're not making money if they're every time they kind of poke their head out, they get hit with a missile. So right, they have to go back into the cave. Right. Yeah, maybe they might be like, "Hey, we're in power. Let's let's not push it too far past the red line." I think what Russia Russia didn't um, abandon their embassy, so you can kind of already guess that relations are probably okay. No, if I'm not mistaken, I think the, 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 the Taliban is actually taking a Russian ambassador from that embassy on a tour of the city yeah. this week, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, I, I'd say they're, they're definitely relationship building. Yeah, I think um, Afghanistan is basically like the new pretty transfer girl as far as um, how Russia and China view it right now. Because there's a whole lot of materials there and rare earth metals that are in Afghanistan. And those two countries would love to uh, be able to get maybe mining rights and start mm -hmm. building trade there. Mm -hmm. Gonna gonna be in, gonna be interesting times uh, geopolitically, you know, going forward. Um, what, 
was uh, may we may we live in interesting times. And the uh, the U.S. has asked out of all of it. Yeah, we just asked ourselves out. You're right. If we, if we for twenty years we could have at least, you know, strip mined the place first. I don't. <laughs> Again, half measures. But you know, like like I was saying, right? The 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 anti imperialist position is you know, maybe we deserve it. Probably we do. <laughs> No half good deed goes unpunished. Imperialism, we're supposed to like take over places and extract the value from that said place. We didn't, we didn't extract shit. Yeah. I didn't say we were good at it. We just <laughs> <laughs> but that we, we sure tried. You know, are are we are we bad imperialists? Like, do we not know how this thing works? Yeah, we we spent all the money without the fun of getting all the spoils of war for for what for for fear of bad PR. I, I guarantee you, Russia and China aren't going to give a shit about bad PR. They're just going to pay them. <laughs> you know, like I mean, there there is yeah. you know, there's something to be said for you know taking money from America versus like taking money from us because like it's. You know, it ain't, it isn't pop. I mean, like you're gonna get the money anyway, right? You know, but it's less popular to take the money from from the Americans than it is from you know, other countries, right? Like it's like when you're when you're uh, rooting for the Yankees or something like that, right? Or you're making trades with the Yankees. Everyone hates the Yankees, right? So you know, it costs more to trade with the Yankees. Like it costs the Yankees more to make a trade, you know, for a player than you know it would to be like the Padres or some shit like that, right? You know, so. You know, it might be easier and you know, an easier sell to your populace to you know make you know, to do business with you know, uh, the Chinese, right? Like Belt right. and Road or something like that. Than this to you know yet another vassal state of you know, the United States of America, you know, getting exploited. You know, yay McDonald's, right? You know, you know, but you know, but you're still fucked and you don't get nothing, right? At least you might get something out of dealing with you know, the Chinese, you know, dealing with the the Russians you know, or something like that, and you. Know, you 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 get hated less. Does yeah. the Taliban accept Bitcoin? <laughs> I I'm willing to bet anything that they probably do. Yeah, right. Willing to bet anything that they do. It, it'd be kind of funny. Um, like what's left of ISIS and you know Al Qaeda and all those groups go like, wow, the Taliban's gone soft. Like I thought they were street. Now they're taking money from the U.S. Like, what is this? Cowards. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that's that's thoroughly depressing. Um, do we want to depress ourselves even further by talking about uh, um, the other the other really big news that happened this week? Yeah, I uh, mean, we're we're on the I guess we're on that train. Yeah, I guess we're on, we're on the depression train. So yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I I would imagine that a good majority of the people that listen to this show are, and that are out there have learned about the the catastrophic earthquake in Haiti. You know, and this is this is following um, the presidential assassination not too long ago. So that that country is in complete disarray. And yeah, and for, I th I think there's like a tropical storm right now too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So they're just getting hit from political, natural disasters, fucking hit from every from every angle. Like this is. There, there's so many things going on. Like I'm just kind of like formulating my thoughts on this. I'm I'm interested in you know, what you guys think about that. You know, maybe I'll jump in. The past, well, I mean, it, it's I mean before this one, they there was another earthquake that kind of rocked rocked Haiti mm -hmm. as well. It's it's it just cannot catch a break at all. Like the second you think, okay, oh, like can can rebuild, and then this happens. Like it's one thing after another. It's kind of like almost like it's cursed in some in some ways. Like the natural disasters, the the, the political issues, the the economic issues. It's just even hard for me to imagine what life must be like. We're talking about you know, you know, uh, Afghanistan and and the Taliban and women's rights and all that kind of stuff. And that's obviously horrific. But I can't even imagine what Haiti's going through right now. You know, like they have. There's just no one to turn to. There's there's no government. There's there's no there's there's no system there to help the people. The, the the earth is literally just angry at pretty much everyone right now. But seems to be 
really focusing its efforts on on Haiti at a time when it, it really it really could use a breather. And um, I don't I don't know. Are there are there any are there any uh, good good places that we could suggest uh, uh, donating to that would actually have a, a significant impact for our listeners? If anyone's interested in in trying to make a, a small difference, uh, what what would be the the best places to donate to? I'm speaking as a Haitian American person, you know, so I got some some insight on this. You know, if you if people want to help out Haiti, you know, some good places that you can you know make donations or you know, do some volunteer work for or something like that is Partners in Health. You know, you know that's a very good place. You know, like you just hit your hit your local Google machine and you know, sort that out. Um, you know, you could also do uh, UNICEF. UNICEF has you know, uh, donations available. You know, there UNICEFUSA.org. Uh, if you can go there, you know, again, you know, you know, hit up that Google. And you know, Doctors Without Borders is very important. You know, they work with hospitals and they're assisting you know, injured patients. You know, in local areas that were hit. You know, you know, in uh, Lakai and Jeremy over in Haiti and stuff like that, and also in Port-au-Prince, which is the capital city. You know, so you could you can of them i mean you could also just do like charitynavigator.org because that's like a good place to see if if you ever have any skepticism about if uh you know if a charity is like legit that's a good place to go there right and it's also good you know, to find local organizations you know because really you know the local orgs that are working like boots on the ground in haiti kind of like doctors without borders for example like they're able to help more effectively than, you know, something like the Red Cross or some shit like that, you know, because, you know, there's a lot of, you know, kind of like you were talking about with uh, Afghanistan and stuff like that. There's a lot of, you know, bureaucracy, a lot of corruption and stuff like that, and a lot of the money, you know, and not enough infrastructure so that, you know, a lot of the money that, you know, gets sent to things like this, you kind of just, you know, whoop, gone, Evaporates. right? Just vaporized. Like, it doesn't reach the people that need it, you know. And you, know, the people need you, know, doctors and medicine and like running water, you, know, like food, you, know, a road, buildings and shit. Like that's 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 what they need more than you, know, like a, you know, like charity concerts and stuff like that, right? You, know, so that's those are places that you could go, you, know, if you really want to help out. You, know. yeah. There's a there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on in Haiti. Like it's it's it's. It's difficult to talk about. I mean, like, it's not, but like, it, it's it sucks to talk about. But yeah, those those are places you could go to help. Do Do we know um, any or have any update on on what the political situation is after the assassination? Is there is there has there been a new president named? Is there any kind of structure, or is it is it just chaos right now? Ah, uh, well, I mean, you, know, it's it's generally chaos. Like, which is pretty much the, the, again, as a Haitian American, you know, like, I, you know, as a member of the, I guess, the diaspora or whatever, like, I feel a little bit, you know, more, you know, able to joke about the chaos or whatever, you know, because, like. Oh, please do. Please do. We, we need a little levity on the show. You know, it's, you know, it's a, it's a state I understand, you know, a little bit more, right? Like, there's a lot of people that are just like, oh, I like, it's, you know, Haiti, it's bad and whatever. And, like, it's like. It's kind of like that, but it's not like that in the way that uh, we think about it. Um, but to answer that question, like, yeah, like it's you, know, it, it's a little bit of a chicken without a head right now. You, know, um, I mean, there's supposed to be an election, you know, for a new leader, you, know, but you know the earthquake could you know, delay it, which right. is uh, problematic, of course, right? You know, how much longer should the country operate without a functioning government a leader? Right. Yeah. Or yeah. So like that's that's problematic um you know they're they're still investigating you know, um you know how that assassination occurred right so you know we'll, we'll we'll there's no information about you know how that's going yet um so yeah it's chaos the the thing the thing about you know Haiti and generally the thing about i guess uh you know, information in the current age is that like there's you know, it's it's very easy you know, especially when you have like things like this you know like you know, basically like a coup or basically like you know, a, a clandestine assassination or whatever like you know, 
the disinformation and the conspiracy is a lot more fun and juicy than like you know, you know right. the what actually happened right, which requires time <laughs> and investigation right you know so right. you know there you know initially you know and i guess now this is an assassination topic too right so uh you know, there is you know, there was information that suggested that it was like people from you know Colombia, people you know secret you know people from the Dominican Republic you know that came in right, and then you know there was reports that you know those people from Colombia and the Dominican Republic were actually employed by or were you know, either employed by or had worked with people who uh, I guess were like PMCs from like Miami you know so like American you know private military contractors and stuff like that right. And of course, the second anyone hears, you know, America involved with anything, it's like, oh, like destabilizing Latin, uh, Latin America, because that's what they do, America, woo, right? So like, you know, again, it's very, it's very easy to connect those dots, right? Because like, it, it makes sense, right? That is, you know, there's lots of historical, uh, you know, precedent for America fucking with shit in uh, Latin America, right? You know. But, you know, at least you know, speaking, you know, personally, for me, you know, like, I, I get very annoyed with you know, uh, connecting those dots, you know, because, you know, all it does is you know, continue the, you know, Hades in chaos, you know, Hades, you know, the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, you know, those poor sad Haitians and stuff like that. And it's just very, you know, like, it's antithetical to how Haitian people are, which is very prideful people, you know. You know, the OG, you know, uh, revolutionaries, you know, the enders of slavery in the Western Hemisphere, right? So it's it's very difficult to reconcile, you know, that kind of thing with you. Know, also, we have, you know, incredible amounts of political instability, you know, and, you know, the, the president's getting assassinated and, you know, the earth is always angry at, you know, especially angry at Haiti and there's earthquakes and storms and shit, you know, all the fucking time, you know, and people dying there and it sucks. You know, um... Yeah, you know, admittedly, I I know nothing about Haiti, and um, taking a trip into I guess the the Wikipedia of, of Haiti really kind of opened my eyes. Like it's it's been a very um, I guess exciting place for its entire history. Like it was just nonstop foreign interference. Every like what four to fifteen years, there was something going on there. Is beyond my comprehension. It's it's a it's a lot like uh, <laughs> fucking uh, Klingon. It's a lot like the Klingons, except there's no Federation. You know, to kind of <laughs> to, to kind of tamp things down, right? The Federation's supposed to be the U.S., but like you know, obviously that doesn't work out that good, right? You know, the U.S. is more <laughs> the the U.S. is more Section Thirty One than you know the Federation. Wow, uh, for sure, man. For sure. I was thinking, like, it's basically like playing civilization on the hardest of modes. And, you know, if, if we want to get deep with it or whatever, you think you, you can think about it this way. It's a it's a majority, you know, black nation, right? You know, with majority black people whose most famous occurrence was, you know, ending, you know, black chattel, you know, slavery, you know, on the, in the Western Hemisphere, like it broke one of the legs of the triangle in the triangle trade, like straight up. You know, they beat sure, there were some white people who weren't happy about that. Yeah, like, you know, like Earth, <laughs> it was basically yeah. pretty pissed at that. <laughs> right. So you know, the first thing that happened was that they were taxed basically, you know, a squajillion dollars, you know, from jump, right, and held in arrears for that squajillion dollars until like I want to say like 2010 when like. You know, one of the the first major uh, you know earthquakes and floods you know, occurred, right? So, like then the the World Health Organization and the IMF were like, ah, oh, you know, let let's uh, well, I guess the IMF was like, ah, oh, let's let bygones be bygones. We'll waive the rest of this. We'll waive the rest of this debt, right? You know, shout out to the IMF and you know the World Bank, you know, waiving you know, incredible amounts of uh, debt on the country after some you know close to what like two hundred years. Um, Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah. Like again, you know, it's an inde- it was a heavily indebted, you know, majority black nation, you know, you know that defeated, you know, slavery. You know, so like, of course, you know, it's not going to get, you know, taken care of by uh, other nations and stuff like that. They're probably salty at it for like forever. So that's why, 
that that's part of the reason why you know there's a lot of new uh unrest you know every four to 15 years because they're kind of figuring their way how to deal with the fact that you you they're on their own right yeah I mean, it's it's even worse because like whatever whatever wealth they do generate is being siphoned out, right, by various other entities, right? Like it's owed to it was owed to France, you know, it was owed to the Dutch, you know, it was it's been said that the Americans situated themselves there to extract their wealth, right? Curiously, the you know while that's true of the the uh, while that's allegedly true of the Haitians, for somehow you know America has not been extracting wealth from the other side of the island, the Dominican Republic, right? But, you know, which is literally the other side of the same island, you know, but that's, you know, you know that, that, that would require people to dip into conspiracy as to why that is or logically isn't, right? Well, they're not as black. Right. Right, over there? Right. And the, the, the hope is that, you know, it can, you know, you know, the people are able to finally, you know, establish some kind of more uh, stable, you know, government for themselves. The hope is that they'll be able to, you know, get some, you know, elect somebody, you know, that can, you know, work for those people and also work within the, the, the complex geopolitical state of the world, right? Because, you know, the last thing that Haiti needs is a populist, you know, uh, person you know running the country, which is kind of the way that you know a lot of you know uh, South American, a lot of Central American, a lot of Latin American countries, countries going, yeah. have, right? You know, you know, populist movements. You know, and now we're getting into like weird politics and stuff like that. You know, populist movements are you know, you know, they they may recognize you know, a lot of the needs of the people at like an atomic level, right? Because it's easy to be like you. Know, you up with the people, and you like, you you you, we gotta help everybody, and like fuck the politicians, they're all corrupt, right? Like it's easy to it's easy to run on you, everyone's corrupt, but like once you once you are the politician, right? Like you you how do you not go corrupt, right? You you when you have to deliver for the people, you how will you do that? What deals will you have to make that would be otherwise considered corrupt in order to do that? Right. Those are these are the things that often you know, get overlooked, especially in like these uh, you know Central American, Latin American, you know, Caribbean countries and stuff like that. And I hope that you know somebody will be situated you know, in Haiti in such a way to answer these questions. Like these, shit like that is above my pay grade for sure, but I'm hoping for it because you know, you know Haiti is a, Haiti is a is a prideful country. It's got a really good history, and like honestly, it's a really beautiful country too. If you like. You know, sometimes it's hard to look past all of like the the quote chaos, right? You know, it's hard to you know get past a you know, oh it's like the poorest country in the West or what have you, right? But like actually, there's there's beautiful people there. There's really good food and you know like yeah, you know, you know, it, yeah. You came from there. You're beautiful and you make good food. And I've you made me try Haitian food and it was delicious. <laughs> Wait, yeah. you, you 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 had that already. It it took it, it took me like <laughs> a decade for for John to to share with me that that uh that cooking. Oh my God! When 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 did you when did you get it? Weren't we all there? Yeah, I, mean, all, I remember being at together. his house. Yeah, we, we all, all we all had eight. Yeah, we all had eight. Which is which is the correct way to do it because everything tastes right. better when you're eating it with other people. Absolutely. I, it was to die for. That shit was delicious. Haitian food is fucking delicious. You know, any anyone out there in in the internet streets listening, you know, if you got a, if you have a local Haitian restaurant, you should frequent it. You know, that shit is that shit is fire. That shit's fire, like for real, like actually. <laughs> I mean, it made me yeah. a convert. I'm I'm still waiting. I'm I'm waiting for the for the home cooking special though. Oh my goodness, you. You know, that you know, that's probably gonna have to come from me because I feel like my mom's retired from the kitchen. You know, <laughs> you know. John, you should do a Haitian cooking YouTube show. Jesus, like, wow! I'm, come on, you know, I I would do it, but it would be like the cooking show where like everyone got salmonella and died. Like I'm, you know, I, I but it would be delicious. I mean, 
no <laughs> like, <laughs> like what you know, i i don't i feel like i wouldn't be able to do that very well i got like probably like a dish and a half that can make that's like actually haitian in origin you know, but th- that dish and a half would actually be good like for sure you know i'll throw some peanut sauce on it and we'll call it a fusion thing wow <laughs> no that haitian american chinese food that's right <laughs> i'm with it i think you guys got something i'll open a food truck with that you know, like I was just watching, I've been watching a lot of Netflix and and Chef and you know, and I'm over here thinking I could totally open that food truck. I can't, but it it would be a nice little adventure. The the competition is like fucking super fierce for uh food trucks and stuff like that in in this this area in general. Oh yeah. Open one in New Paltz. I think well, you would do you guys would do great up here. Yes. That that I would, you know, I agree with. You, you guys would do. You guys would make a killing up where I am. That that could be something that we invested in. <laughs> because there's the college here. I guarantee you, stoned college kids at fucking two a.m. would stumble up to your food truck and and pay you money for delicious Haitian Chinese food. Dude, this is the best food ever, bro. Uh, you laugh, but you know it's true. The Red Channel condition uh, food truck. Wow. Oh my God! Ah, come on, Red Channel cuisine. This writes itself. Wow, the red channel cuisine. <laughs> also, a good marketing tactic. Imagine. Yeah, come on. Shit, we're giving away the store. We can't just put. We can't just put this out there. You know, we're giving away the no, store. No, no, no. Fine. We um, have. We have the copy. We have the trademark, right? Red channel condition. We have that, right? Listen to the podcast and get ten yeah, percent off. Get a coupon. Wow. <laughs> Say say code words Mike, John, and Peter to get fifteen percent off your first purchase at the Red Channel Condition Food Truck. Wow, that's right though. So code Wow, no, that's right. Wow, code Wow, code Wow, no, that's right though. <laughs> All right, so so why don't we why don't why don't we move along to some some happier fun funner funner news. That we, that we discovered this week. Um, um, I don't. Uh, yeah. Well, sp- speaking of Netflix and everything, um, have you guys seen the latest Star Wars trailer? Um, I think it was called Star Wars Visions. It it looks like it's an anime based in the Star Wars universe. I I don't think I've ever been this excited for a Star Wars IP in my entire existence. <laughs> this looks amazing, and I can't wait to I can't wait to watch it. As as a, a gigantic Star Wars fan, you know this is combining two of my favorite things, which is Star Wars and uh, anime. So like I'm like fuck, dude, <laughs> like, this shit's yeah. gonna be crazy. <laughs> you know, just when I was thinking I was gonna cancel my Disney Plus subscription, they they throw this out there. When is this scheduled to air? September twenty second. Oh, so this is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I'm oh, so wow. I can't wait. That two minute trailer had better use of force powers than I have seen in any of the movies. That's that's what made it very interesting. Like I'm very yeah. tired of the whole I'm not the droids you're looking for kind of a thing. Like I want actual force use in combat and I don't want like a bouncing ball, you know. Like flying around the room with a lightsaber, like actual force powers. This this looks like like Dragon Ball Avatar: The Last Airbender, Star Wars, and I don't know how many times you need to sign me up for this, <laughs> but I am finally on board for a Star Wars IP. Wow. Yeah, I, I know you haven't sign been a up. fan of of the more recent. I things. I I didn't really. I wasn't blown away by the Mandalorian. I don't. I I have. In fairness, I haven't watched the what was it? The bad guys. What the fuck the is that show? Batch. The bad batch. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even watch it. So I mean, I can't judge. But Star Wars in general has not done it for me since the original trilogy. So I'm excited for this. Yeah, you know, um, me too. I I I haven't I haven't been a fan of the the more recent stuff. Although I did like the Mandalorian and the Bad Batch is decent enough, um, yeah, that's a, that's glowing <laughs> praise. Wow, um, I'll go watch that tonight. This one looks good. I hope it makes sense because I like artistically and everything. Yeah, it looks great. But if you guys remember the um, the Iron Man or the X Men or the Wolverine uh, anime, like the story was a little too Japanese. 
the kind of isn't isn't that the beauty of anime though that it doesn't really have to make sense like Akira is like <laughs> the most fucking be, like extolled anime of all time it makes no sense <laughs> none you know it's been a while since I've watched it I probably I probably do need to go back and see if I can yeah go watch go watch it again it still it doesn't make sense fifty years <laughs> later it it doesn't like you have to do readings about Akira like you have to like you have, you have to go do like homework. You know they can they, they can teach a college course on Akira. I'm sure they could. I'm sure they could. But yeah, I mean, I if it makes sense, that so much the better. If it doesn't make sense and and it just uses the powers in in interesting ways and and presents really cool characters and great fight scenes, then I'm still on board. Like this is a star. This is this is a format of Star Wars where I don't care if it makes sense, and that makes it better. Wow. Okay. I I just don't want to have like. A Jedi power up for five episodes, so I, I, I'm sure we'll avoid that. Will Naboo explode? Find out next. <laughs> Are you sushi no Jedi? Wow. <laughs> so yeah, that look that looks really fun. I'm excited for that. Um, do we have any other happy news? Happy things? Happy thoughts? I mean, I, I don't I don't know if this is happy news. It's certainly depressing news, at least for me. Um, <laughs> oh no! But that I, makes uh, me happy. <laughs> yeah, that makes me happy too. Well, you know what? That's a that's a good trade, right? Two for one. Yeah, so. <laughs> two for one. We out, we out, we out. Rule you. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the um, robots are coming to replace our jobs. Uh, but there's like coming specifically for my job. Good, lawyers deserve it. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> ro- robot lawyers are are a thing, and they're um. Well, they're getting better at it. Like they were a thing when when I was in law school. Uh, people were talking about it and and writing that yeah, the future is coming. And but now it, it does look like the future is nigh upon us. Um, there's this startup company that is, I guess, creating an AI that can, I guess, listen to what your problem is and then give you a chance of success and then even kind of spit out the legal arguments that you would need to uh to fight it so does the robot form an argument like yeah it gives you like apparently so and i quote right people can type in whatever their issue is or their argument the machine will then turn what they say into how a lawyer would write it up wow like it would spit it back out in legalese with all of the arguments and all of the case law kind of baked right into it. Wow, that's kind of incredible. It's it is actually incredible and also like really scary and depressing. Yeah, how do, <laughs> how do you feel about this um, as a person who has studied law? I've been saying it since since I since I was studying it. Um, it would be so much faster if I could have instantaneous encyclopedic knowledge of every single case and how it was reviewed and how it was argued at my fingertips, which this AI does, you know, and you can, yeah, apparently it can search through. I mean, imagine you type in your issue and then it just spits out the correct case law that'll, that you need to win and write it all up for you. That's insane. The ultimate legal research. Yeah. The legal research is, is the part that sucks the most. I mean, maybe we can, you know, like the job would be somewhat protected because license and everything. So all of this stuff would probably just reduce the need to have as many lawyers. Maybe now you just need one lawyer and, you know, and then have this AI just spit out, spit out everything. I mean, it's so, coming for it's coming for accountants and it's coming for pharmacists too. So wow, I don't know how accountants are still a thing. Honestly, it's all math. But like, what, what's it feel like to be Captain Dunsell Esquire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a dodo. Like I'm going the way of the dodo bird, just like yeah, everyone else. All, all, we all are. So we all jo- are. welcome yeah. to the club. What's What's wild is that like you. I well, I feel like this is not going to get rid of like the the most like high-end and or niche of of lawyers because like that kind of you that kind of work you know those that high-end corporate stuff you know still has like a personal touch that can't be replicated by ai right i feel Mm -hmm. like this is going to be more the death knell for like the fucking new uh like the mall lawyer right like 
you know, like Better Call Saul or something like that. Like, you know, it's gonna get rid of that guy, you know, who's doing like family law and like barbecue chicken, you know, like in the same hut, right? Well, I mean, I guess until the day comes where that where the robot lawyer beats Johnny Cochran. Mm. Wow. When that happens, then that's it. No. The game is over. No, what, you must acquit that exe. Oh my god! Like that's, I mean, AI was always coming for everybody, you know. And you, as always, the hope is that you, humanity embraces the singularity and instead seeks you uses that that freedom from work to seek leisure, right? Mm -hmm. That's the hope. You, but man, it's gonna be some wild times until we figure that shit out. Right, like, oh, what the yeah, fuck are sure. we going to do oh, when we yeah. don't have to do anything? Um, they were giving out the success rates for this thing, and it has an eighty percent overall success rate. Right? <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Like, that's pretty crazy for what it is. Yeah, but it's still not great. But it has a sixty-five percent for parking tickets, and that to me is amazing because I have never once in my life won a parking ticket so like already this ai does is better than any argument that i have ever come up with to argue parking tickets. so there you go it's better at the law you know arguably i've been obsolete for for a long time so i'm just well welcoming you guys to the party um and <laughs> hey let's uh Let's live it up in obsolete land uh, until next week. So that, that it looks like that that's all the time we have for for Red Channel Condition this week. Um, the AI will never come for our podcast. <laughs> you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure that I'm just not a Peter program? You know, program wow. to say these things to you. No. Can you see me? Can you can can you actually know that I'm doing this? Holy or is shit. this a script that I wrote? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Are we all just AI know. now? You don't know. You know my, is this a simulation inside a simulation inside a podcast? My, you don't know. My dick's not a simulation. <laughs> I'll know that when I when I taste it. Wow. Yeah. I said that <laughs> on the air. If your dick was a simulation, how many terabytes would it take up? Wow. Uh, I think we're in the petabyte zone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, terabytes are for pussies. Okay? See what I did there? <laughs> I like that. That's, uh, I like where you're headed, sir. That's a um, that's quote for your intro for next week. That's <laughs> <laughs> ah, good. All right, yeah. So uh, on that note, yeah, check us out on, on, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much uh, wherever you get your podcasts, guys. Um, for questions, comments, concerns, um, Send us an email at redchannelcondition at gmail.com. As always, thanks for listening, y'all. Have a good one.